Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors, Edition, Episode 9. This is covering the date of June 20th, 1992. And as they say, Saturdays are for wrestling, and we're popping it off every Saturday here on Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network at 10.05 a.m. Covering Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors. Dave, you're my co-host. Every week we cover this show. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Uh, these uh, the, June 20th in 1992 was a um, was a, a, an interesting date uh, in in wrestling uh, between WWF superstars and WCW Saturday Night. Um, as as we continue these uh, the, the, these weeks and rolling on with the with the the recaps, I. Um, you know, it just gets more nostalgic as the trip goes on. So I'm looking forward to covering this one this week. Absolutely. And um, we have a whole list of other shows on our network. Um, and we've been doing this Weekend Warriors edition since April 25th. But we started marking out the days a little bit before, since December, really. You and I have been doing this, uh, teaming up. And we collided and formed retromania pro wrestling podcast network and since then we've been marking out these days and you and i've been running down a list of uh great podcasts especially you over at kicking out at two dave you want to tell everybody what's going on at your podcast and uh everything that's happening in the archives and maybe um last week this week and next next week well, yeah. Um, thank you for that uh, warm introduction. Uh, last you. week on on kicking out at two, we did a ECW one night stand 2005 watch party. Dennis Levy joined me, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. Um, we watched that show from beginning to end on the WWE Network. We discussed some ECW memories as well as drew some comparisons to the rebel nature of the original ECW to current day wrestling and the all elite wrestling organization headed up by the Khan yeah. family, as well as the Rhodes and the young bucks, um, or should I say Cody Rhodes? And anyhow, um, so we, we, we watched that show on the network. That was a lot of fun this week on kicking out at two. We've can, we're, we've started Justin's March to the, to the altar, his, uh, his, his holy matrimonial main event push, so to speak. Dun, my, bro- my brother, dun, dun. exactly. Um, He's getting he's getting married on July the third, so um, he's also been a big part of kicking out it too, uh, helping me with ideas and formatting and things like that. And so, um, Justin, I, I dedicated some time these next few weeks, this week starting uh, with the top ten wrestling wedlocked countdown, where I cover the top ten weddings in professional wrestling history. We go down from ten to one. We discuss these matrimonial smackdowns and. 
we uh, we have a good time, and we also talk about you know Justin's journey uh, as as he gets ready to uh, spend the rest of his life with the love of his life. Uh, awesome. And then next week, uh, Justin's going to sit in the seat in the hot seat with me as we're going to uh, we're going to discuss his favorite wrestler from the My Favorites collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with My Favorites, I'm kicking out at two. Uh, we we highlight a favorite match, a favorite storyline, a favorite wrestler. Um, and and we we discussed that at great length, and that's called the My Favorites Collection. And part of this collection is Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, Justin, you know, I'm a Hulkamaniac. Hogan brought me into wrestling. Well, Bret Hart was the guy that that my brother um, idolized and grew up watching, and that's how he fell in love with wrestling. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of so, like uh, me. We... It's like Hogan was my first, but Bret was my passion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's like that generational thing, you know, the the mm-hmm. from from one era to another. That's um, that, that you know, that's that's pretty interesting. Sounds like um, a relationship too. It's like Hogan was my first brother, dude, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Brett uh, Brett trusted me, and I loved him. Brett 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 he screwed me, me. Uh, about uh, compassion. <laughs> Um, and, and, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, but ultimately uh, yeah. Brett screwed Brett instead yeah, of me. Brett he was too selfish. <laughs> he's a selfish yeah. lover. That's what he is. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. He's, he's worried. He's worried about how he's getting screwed in his, instead of him <laughs> screwing somebody else. He just wants to, he just wants his, but, um, yeah, so we, we, we had a lot of fun doing that. We run that down. Um, we run down Brett's career, um, the notable career highlights, similar to our own heart tribute show. Um, we do this with, uh, with Brett and we, we recap some of the stuff we talked about on the Owen show on this Brett show. And then next week, um, we, uh, we, we do a, a, a wedding day send off watch party. Uh, mm. Justin, Justin joins me along with my buddy, Dennis Levy. We get the band back together for nostalgic podcasting pro wrestling podcasting and we um we 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 watch wwf in your house calgary stampede oh um, that's a good one from 1997 uh, we watched that from beginning to end on the wwe network and uh, no reason other than that we just the three of us liked that event and we thought oh, why not let's watch it you know um so we one. watched it together yeah we just recently recorded it so uh that's gonna drop on uh july the third but you know it's uh it's 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 the wedding day watch party so as uh, justin's getting ready to uh to 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 make that plunge into married life um we're dropping podcasts <laughs> and doing watch parties, so uh, it's it's Absolutely. gonna be a lot of fun. So look looking forward to uh, looking forward to uh, to to that on July the third. Awesome, man! Sounds great. And uh, like you said, like you guys do the watch along there. Jimmy and I ran that down uh, the card of Canadian Stampede that is um, in our first season, Origin of Attitude. And you can find that uh-huh. in the archives over at. Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. We did a review of it um, pretty in detail, but um, you guys are going to do a watch along, so it's a different perspective. That's what we offer you here at Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network between the dynamics of Kicking Out at Two and the throwback shows of Origin of Attitude, Hulkmania is Dead, or uh, anything like Gaijin Wrestling Radio, crossover stuff, um, anything that's going on bonus episodes that we had like you said um 
there's a bonus episode that we did uh, for Retromania that Jimmy and I did. It was our first bonus episode, actually. It was the 1992 SummerSlam. And Dave, you are actually going to be covering that, aren't you? Yeah, uh, coming up in uh, on August the 7th, we're going to be doing a, uh, a SummerSlam watch party. Uh, I believe you're going to be doing it with me if schedules allow it. If uh, I don't smoke that. enough crack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't find you in the back alley of with a Hell's Angel and Road Warrior Hawk. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, uh, the We're going to watch it from beginning to end. So uh, get comfortable. Put your WWE Network on and uh, join us as we watch um, SummerSlam 92 headlined by uh, British Bulldog. Excuse me, I'm yawning. I can't help it. Oh my oh, you god! You need to smoke crack. Yeah, I know for real. My goodness. Um, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. well, we 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 voted for it in the poll. You guys voted for it over at Kicking Out of Two on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out of Two. SummerSlam '92 won the poll. Yes, indeed, it did, and that's a good one. That's a Wembley Stadium. That's British Bulldog and Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Championship, the main event. Actually, uh, the first time the Intercontinental Championship would main event a pay-per-view. That is correct. And you know something? The last time the Intercontinental... So, that was the first and only time the Intercontinental Championship main evented a pay-per-view. The next time that happened was last year at Extreme Rules when Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler had that 30-minute Iron Man match. That was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, um, it was good until the fucking asshole fans tried to be a part of the match and do the buzzer like the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then they fucked it all up. Uh, they deserve it, though. You know, they deserve it. Who, the fans? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. You know, I'm just going off their chanting. <laughs> um, yeah, so all that stuff you can find over on Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network or kicking out at two, as Dave gave you the links there. Um, the archive is always on Podbean. You can find us on any podcast app by searching Retromania with a W. You can join in the fun over at our Facebook group where we have a, a list of pictures and memes and stuff that we share and tie you in. And we try to take polls for upcoming episodes, uh, searching Retromania on Facebook with a W. That's W-R-E-T-R-O-M-A-N-I-A if you're looking or listening to this now uh yeah I don't or if know you're or if you're practicing for the fucking spelling bee yes um, yes you know uh, this is Aquila wins the retromania spelling bee because <laughs> i spell things differently and so does wwe with a k like sometimes chronic with a k come on man um or greg brown g-r-a-i-g oh god yeah greg brown good callback <laughs> Good callback, man. Got to bring it back full circle. Yeah, so, and you can always find us on Twitter at RetromaniaPod, and I will be updating that now since I'm done with school, everybody. And I will be updating Gaijin Wrestling Radio. You'll have Match of the Month for March, April, May, June, and July coming up. Holy shit, that's five episodes, but they're all like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And I give you good background information about the matches going on. It's classic stuff like Jim Nord against... Stan Hansen. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You ever heard of um, maybe a match? Great Muda versus Hulk Hogan. Hmm? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. That that yeah. Wow. Mitsuharu Masawa versus Kenta Kobashi. Hmm? Yeah, and I mentioned Masawa on last week's episode, and I have to apologize because sometimes we've run down so much stuff. Um Misawa was not the first Tiger Mask. He was the second Tiger Mask. Okay. Sorry. All right. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, good stuff on Gaijin Wrestling Radio. You'll see matches like Hogan versus Anoki, Scott Norton and Hercules teaming up going against the Hellraisers, Stan Hansen versus Terry Gordy, Hulk and Muda teaming against the Hellraisers, Akira Tawe against Johnny Ace, Masira Mitsu. <laughs> Mitsuharu Masawa, Jun Akiyama against Johnny Ace and Steve Williams, and Anoki and Bob Backlund teaming against Stan Hansen and Hulk Hogan. Also, Hulk Hogan against Fujinami. Oh my God. Great list of matches that'll be coming down this year for Gaijin Wrestling Radio Match of the Month. Every month I will detail. A great match from the history of New Japan, All Japan, or any type of foreign wrestling faction where there's a gaijin wrestler being the American in the gaijin position. Uh, the foreigner, if you will. The um, gaijin position. Mm, yes. Interesting. So gaijin is uh, a, a Japanese word for foreigner. So, no, no, I know that. Just the way you phrased it, I'm, 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 I'm getting into. Yeah. I'm trying to channel my inner dirty Pat Patterson here. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, that's, what they, the, that's what they. That's what they. That's what Japanese call the, the missionary position. The gaijin you got the position. Guy, oh, so I put I I I put Shawn Michael in the gaijin one day, Vince, and he was <laughs> screaming like a little girl. I tell you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, be <laughs> be on the lookout. Um, the toy yeah, boy. Shawn Michael's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so be on the lookout for all that updating going on for Gaijin Wrestling Radio uh, up to date in July and then from there on every month, August, September, October, November, December, and January. Continuing on, you'll have a match of the month where it highlights that match. I run it down, give you detail and insight leading up to those guys' uh, history leading up to that match. So it's, yeah. a, it, it's a fun little show. If you haven't checked out uh, January or February, that's already up on the network in the archives. Um, anyhow, let's get into this day, finally. All right, let's do it, man. Let's do it. It is June 20th, 1992. Um, we're going to change our format up here. And I know we've been bouncing around and changing our format up, but we, we are like, uh, we're trying to prime the show, if you will. I mean, we're a work in progress. Well, WCW Saturday Night did it too, and then, um, you know, you know, they change their format up here and there. They're in studio yep. sometimes, and they're live, pal. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's wrestling. Exactly, that is wrestling. So what we are going to do here at Marking Out the Days, Dave, we're going to set aside the squared circle, the squared circle of life. <laughs> yeah we're gonna set it aside for a bit folks um that's fun to run down the history of wrestling and everything but i want to stay more in tune with the date of what we're doing here we're 1992 centric this is a great time to be alive and great time to be a fan as a, a, a wrestling fan if you will yeah right oh um, yeah and even a fan of like pop culture because everything is changing 
Um, these are like the, as much as it is the origin of attitude for wrestling, it's the origin of pop culture that we that we have the norm for today. You know, um, we're uh-huh. crossing over with a lot of like um, hip hop and rap music becoming mainstream, and um, other things like that. So we'll get into. Um, what I would like to call, I don't know, uh, guess what's hot this week. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with it as we go. But Dave, uh, running down the gear so far really quickly for top billboards, and then I'll make you guess what is hot this week for the top billboard in 1992. Um, so oh, wow. let's go. Let's start with January. Michael Jackson's Black or White led it from January 4th until January 18th. Then we had Color Me Bad, All for Love, January 25th. Then we had... I had that tape. Oh, that was a good one, right? Yeah, I had that Color Me Bad tape. I thought I was the shit, so I thought I was going to get pussy in the fourth grade. Didn't work out, so, <laughs> did, did, didn't work out that way. Got me, got, oh, I'll get me a Color Me Bad tape. I'm getting my dick sucked behind the slide. See, no, and this is work, like Vanilla Ice and Color Me Bad. They're like a white boy, like, hip-hop group. This is yeah. cross-culture. Like, this, these are the origins of what our culture is, or like, in wrestling and pop culture today, uh, for me, at least. What I, yeah, what I resonate with, because 1992 was what I realized going back on these, like, dates with you and watching this wrestling and going back on these pop culture dates that we're going through now um it's like oh my god this is when i became cognizant of everything i was like mm-hmm. yeah like that's when i absorbed everything and yeah. it set the, set the grounds for what i have tasted today um all right so let's continue on february 1st george michael and elton john teamed up to let their son go down on them um, <laughs> I almost was going to say something really dirty And you just beat me to the punch right. Thank you Sorry. Thank then you for we the, had no, you don't have to apologize February, Thank you. February 8th, February 15th And February 22nd With I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred Holy shit This was then I'm a model You know what I mean I think that's where the Rick Martell gimmick yeah, Came into three, They should have had Right said Fred Bring Rick Martell out to WrestleMania oh God, but, fucking... but he Right said Fred Kind of ripped off Rick Martell I guess in a way I don't know Did he have arrogance? Maybe Okay Interesting mm, Maybe No maybe Martell ripped off Right said Fred Maybe you're right When he said I am a model yeah. Look at me. I am a model. These these chicken feathers I stole from Tatanka, they smell like buffalo breath, but everybody wear them in the <laughs> France. Oh, yes. I am a model. You know what I mean. And I do my little turn uh, down the aisle. On the bus. Down the aisle. <laughs> down the aisle, yes. I do my little turn with buffalo breath down the aisle. Nice. I do the crab walk. Yeah, the crab walk, yeah. Um, Then we continue on with the pop charts. February 29th, March 7th, and March 14th, led by Mr. Big. I'm the one who wants to be with you. I remember that song. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good one. All right. Uh, March 21st, March 28th, April 4th, April 11th, and April 18th. 
Vanessa Williams with Save the Best for Last. Mm, mm. I Boom. do remember that too. Yeah. Wow, look at this. We're really we're really traveling down uh, memory lane here. And, and like these are songs that just like I don't know, stick with me. Um, and then definitely this one. This led us from the start of Marking Out the Days until right now. This had eight weeks hot on the chart. The hottest song of the year so far, I believe. Uh, yeah, definitely the hottest year of the song. So the, ho- the hottest song of the year so far, April 25th, May 2nd, May 9th, May 16th, May 23rd, May 30th, June 6th, and June 13th at the number one spot on the billboard, Jump Around, Jump Around by Criss Cross. Jump around? Oh, crisscross, really? Jump up, jump up to get down. Jump around. I thought that was... um, Jump around. I thought jump around was House of Pain. Jump, jump. No, jump. I'm sorry. Jump, jump. Yeah, the Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. 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 Sorry, sorry. Jump around was House of Pain. Jesus Christ. Jump around was House of Pain. You caught me on my hip-hop. Yeah, and I'm not much of a hip-hop connoisseur, so... Christ. Well, I'm mixing it up. But uh, yeah, yeah it's all good. It's that all good. was a jam at the time, and they had their pants their, wearing their backwards, jeans backwards. And, yeah, yeah. All right, so for this week, Dave, June twentieth, who do you think is uh, leading the charts? In nineteen ninety-two, June twentieth, uh, June twentieth. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say Mariah Carey. Dude, what? Yeah, With I'll be there. She is number one. Yes, you're right. Stop! I swear on everything I I I hold sacred, including my Hasbro collection, that I I, I totally guessed that. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. Oh my God! Wow! Wow, everybody! That's that's uh, <clears throat> wow! That's I think it. we just need to roll credits and call it a day. Oh my God! <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> If you want results for superstars and Saturday night, just go to the fucking network and spend ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly, folks. Uh, we are done. Yeah. Um, Don't shit. be a cheap prick. Get a fucking subscription. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Uh, great, great guess. Um, wow, what a good one. All right. So the only reason why I get all right. So let me tell you why I guessed that. Yeah. Okay. Because when I was a kid at this age. Um, I was trying to find ways to fit in. And one of those ways was music and trying to have the similar interest in music. And I remember, I believe it was in the fourth grade. Um, this is 92, so I was eight years old. Yeah, I think it was in the, the third or fourth. No, I think it was in the third grade. And um, the the teacher used to have like a recorder not like or like a cassette player in the classroom. And during free time or recess or whatever, I uh, Excuse me, you can hook up a set of headphones, put in the tape, and the, there used to be two outlets, so like somebody else could listen to the same song. And uh, a friend of mine in class, or a classmate, I should say, he wasn't really a friend, he was a piece of shit, but um, if you're listening, Adam Skull, I think you're a dick. But anyhow. Um, what a name. Sorry, yeah, Adam he was, a, he, was an, he was an ugly fuck, too. Uh, he really was. Like he thought. Gnarly, yeah, dude. Yeah, like he probably like choose, you know, he he probably dips for a living and he's got no teeth and yeah, fuck him. Anyhow, right. um, listen to he had a Mariah Carey tape 
and okay. it, the song the song was um, the song was uh, the sweet emotions, and I was like digging the song. I was like, oh, that's not bad. So I remember, I think with my allowance after doing all the chores, I asked my mother to take me to like. Kmart or wherever where they had tapes and I picked up Mariah Carey and uh, Color Me Bad and uh, MC Hammer's Too Legit to Quit um, yeah so I, I just shot in the dark like I said I just guessed Mariah Carey because I remember I had the tape when I was a kid so yeah good times though um, that's like I'm a softy I'm an R&B guy so like that's mm-hmm. like what my music was uh, yeah for me I can appreciate kid. it yeah, yeah, I can appreciate it. I literally had like two crates filled with CDs and tape cassettes of like every single rare, like one-off, you know, R and B, Motown hit that was like new wave, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, good times. That's that's what we'll get into here. That's what I like about it because it, it's bringing us into the time that we are covering. You know. Um, yeah. And we, we still are going to do, uh, like, mentions for honorable mentions of birthdays and death days. And we'll get into that after we cover the next part of the pop culture segment. Dave, guess the movie that came out this week, uh, June 19th, 1992. I will, gl- I will give you a clue. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> Dark. Um, Batman Returns? Dude, what? Yes. Holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Did you... I didn't send you notes, did I? Nope. It's not in the notes. Jesus Christ, yeah, June 19th, 1992, Batman Returns, everybody. The sequel to Batman, the original with Michael Keaton. I love this movie. It's a great one. Yeah, Danny DeVito playing the Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer as uh, Catwoman. Catwoman, Christopher Walken yes. as Max Shrek. Yes. Um, yeah, this was good stuff. Um, I like the I like the first one with the Joker with Jack oh, Nicholson. Me too. That's a great one too, uh, man. That was underrated. Yeah. Very underrated. Yeah, but I, and that's you know I'm not a big comic book guy. I know like a lot of people that that watch wrestling. They it's either anime or comic books or whatever. That's like the other connection or video games. Like I really don't have any of those other connections. I just strictly like wrestling. But when it comes to like comic books and, and comic book movies, I'm all about the Batman movies. Awesome. Um, yeah, I like that. From from you know um, the, the uh, Nolan who direct Christopher Nolan. Yeah, who directed. Christopher Nolan's, but the the the, the most recent Schumacher's ones, but um, the, uh, Schumacher's. Uh, who who was the sure who first? Did the newer ones. Who did the Who did the originals? Um, oh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yes, yes, yes. He did the first two, I believe, yeah, and, and then scored. I believe Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Yes. Fucking classic, man. And then as a kid, um, the early the early infancy of the FX network used to show reruns of the 1960s Batman and Robin TV show with Adam yes. West at, yes, they uh, did. in the afternoons. So I used to watch that when I was a kid. And that was a show that my father used to watch when he was a kid. That's so awesome, they used to play man. these reruns. Yeah. And then it re- the, the, the DVD set for the, uh, the complete series came out um, a couple of years ago. I wanted to get it, but 
that's when I was like downsizing and trying to get rid of stuff and not just having it sit around and collect dust. So yeah, I recently um, have like regretted that. I'm like, because I want to go like I want to stop paying for streaming services now that they've got like you know every like tv production like warner brothers or this or that is like tied to a different streaming service so it's like yeah you have to pay this and that for uh, to stream and watch shit when i used to have this collection that was nice and i got rid of it yeah. thinking like i'll save room but now i'm like it really wasn't that that much room but uh yeah i know yeah, tj no, I over at molehole radio shout outs to him he's got a massive collection uh basically cl- covers like his whole fucking apartment um so yeah oh wow shout outs to him um especially mohole radio for covering marking out the days um and retromania since we've birthed um yeah man dave what an awesome little um step into 1992 that was with you that was pretty fun and i swear to you on on everything i hold sacred those were two just shot in the dark guesses and um, you fucking nailed them man and we'll, we'll see yeah. if you can do that next week yeah I'm because looking at that, it yeah. could be mariah carey again it could be a new pop artist you you gotta okay. take your choice there because see you gotta okay. think about it so All i'm right. gonna quiz you every week don't cheat okay cool and no uh, i won't cheat i won't cheat yeah uh, that that was fun though. I like that. Um, so, you ready to get into the day of June twentieth, nineteen ninety two, as WCW leads six to uh, WWF's one in their battle on marking out the day's weekend warriors edition. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do this. Um, yeah. So. Let's go to WWF Superstars, June 20th, 1992. Um, Started off smack dab in the middle of pest control month. What the fuck? You were right last week or the week before, I think. Talked about every month or every week is like themed differently for like a different like. Let's give it out to this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect do a bunch of uh, insect puns. It's uh, odd. And then Papa Shango. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, is that all right? So Mr. Perfect does a couple of those insect puns, but then he mentions that you know Vince has a beehive haircut. Last <laughs> time I checked, I don't think fucking bees are are you know in that same family with you know pests like and when when you think of pests you also think of like mice and rats too if i'm not mistaken correct right 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 yeah they're arachnids or well they're not arachnids are they they're like eh. uh that's why we do a wrestling podcast folks that's right yeah let's just keep yeah let's keep it simple let's not try and reinvent the wheel with with, with people's brain cells here the other day and yes yes which one did i send you the one where it says list of facts of things i know about wrestling and it's somebody holding like a huge book and then things i know about other stuff and it's like this very tiny like book yeah it's like (laughs) two pages on a fucking notepad yeah exactly that's me to a t right there and honest to god i swear to you there are there are situations in life where i will where I will hear certain words and phrases on wrestling and I won't know what they were 
or what the definition is behind them, but then I will use them in certain situations and it will turn out that those words actually meant to be said in that sentence regarding that situation like another like without even trying you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean i can't think of an example right now but yeah using using wrestling like perspective or wrestling mindset like recall and then people like getting it in like regular settings yeah (laughs) funny stuff um all right, so in this episode of WWF Superstars, we're going to see Papa Shango, LOD, an update on Ric Flair. Undertaker is going to be in action, and Money in Ink. So, we'll see how that goes. Ah, what a rush. And Vince McMahon says, this place is going bananas. Oh, a little call out to Pat Patterson. Uh, Vince, you called me? You want to see my banana? Yeah, I want to see your uh, standing ovation, pal. Oh, I can, I, can, I can definitely give you a standing ovation. Have you ever heard of Netflix and chill? <laughs> is, that a, is that some type of uh, meal? <laughs> um, yeah, LOD against Barry the Hardy and Tom Bennett. So another LOD centric match. And then the Beverly brothers and the genius have a promo about mother's day and father's day. And Dave, what does the genius say here? Happy mother's day from Bo and Blake Beverly. I couldn't think of a dirty poem this week. So fuck you. Let's move on to the next match. (laughs) Barry the Hardy takes a beautiful doomsday device mr perfect says somebody's gonna break a neck one day yeah uh they actually do break somebody's neck that's uh henry o'godwin when they start doing that feud later oh yes that's right 97 yeah hawk grabs a kid and puts him on his shoulders this is awkward because it just looks so staged and uh vince says Wow, what a rush. He uh, he didn't allow Hawk to say it last week in his promo, so he stole it this week. Vince. Made up for it, yeah. It's like, ah, I'll do it. Um, yeah. Hey, pal. Hey, pal, you didn't uh, you didn't do your catchphrase like I wanted you to. You're the Hawk. Hey, pal. Uh, you know how Hawks you know, always say, ah, what a rush. Uh, we go to update with Mean Gene, brought to you by the WWF Superstars Ice Cream Bars. Ooh, you brought that up last week, and they are pimping them out this week. Oh, yes, and this time this kid is eating <laughs> The Undertaker. Yes, he is. He's eating, he's yeah. eating out a dead man. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. ooh. <sighs> Oh, man. Cream filling and all. (laughs) Mean Gene speaks with the Macho Man last week, and uh, we get a condensed version of his promo from the last week where he's talking about, I'll do whatever it takes, uh huh? And that's the Uh bottom line. Ooh, yeah. He's the original Stone Cold again, like we said. It's crazy. I like that little... That's the bottom line. Ooh, yeah. I wish that was his uh, 
catchphrase, you know? Yeah. And that's the bottom line because the madness says so, uh-huh. Right? Right? Yeah, like the madness in his mind is taking over. Yeah, good one. All right, then we go to Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. They have a promo. You're living on borrowed times. You're styling and profiling in my shoes and wearing my belt. And my destiny is to be the WWF champion again. Woo! All right. Good stuff. Looks like we're gearing up for another match between Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage. Nothing wrong with that. You know that those two are going to deliver. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Wrestling-wise... Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot. forgot. Good call. Mm -hmm. Who knows what evil lurks, says Vince McMahon. Who knows? Uh, Papa Shango out, and a kid is seriously afraid of him. Um, His opponent coming down the aisle from Baltimore, Maryland, Han. It's Gris Han. And I think they actually, I don't know if that's a pun on his name, like, because Baltimore folks say Han, you know? You know about mm-hmm. that, like, uh, stereotype? No, I've never heard I've never heard that before. Well, there's, like, people down, like, Dundalk in, like, Baltimore that talk like this, Han, and they, they do that, Han, and over the year by the ocean, Han. And they so talk that's like why you guys think you're from the South. That Well, it's that little pocket of area by the city. It's so weird, dude. Um, okay. You go anywhere else, it's not like that. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Um, so his name is Chris Han. H-A-H-N. I thought it was interesting that the, that the jobber got an entrance. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I think it was all for this segment. We get a picture-in-picture oh, yeah, for sure, promo yeah. of the Ultimate Warrior on the WWF magazine. No promo, no promo by the Warrior, though. Maybe signs of him departing or no-showing already or having oh, steroid boy. stuff. We'll see. Uh, Chris Hahn, though, is great here. Um, he, he's, like, cowardly, and all of a sudden his hand is on fire. And how the fuck did they do this? This was cool. His hand gets set on fire. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was... I. I was I I, when he came out and I thought something was going to happen with the hat because he was wearing that fucking that 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 grandpa hat. Uh Uh Uh, So I was like, you know, what's going to happen with the hat is like the 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 goo going to come out of the hat. It's going to drip all down his face. You know, like I didn't that that's where I thought the 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 illusion was going to come from. But um, yeah, they I think maybe the hat was meant to be a distraction so that you could you know, yeah, because all the fire of a sudden, comes out like, of hands, everyone's see, surprised. Yeah, I didn't see how it got ignited. I didn't see anything. They they really did a sleight of a hand <laughs> on us, if you will. Um, the curse and the spell of Papa Shango continues on. Papa Shango. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan, like we talked about since we started this. Yeah, no, yeah, no sleeping on Papa Shango in 1992, man. Definitely. 2019, maybe, maybe different story, but 1992, that's a bad motherfucker. Yes. Um, this week's event center, brought to you by Ico Pro. You've got to want it. You've got to want that fucking steroid and that HGH right up in you. 
um, that USA. And if you want it bad enough, you could start it up your nose right, too, because exactly. we sell Ico Pro straws. I can start as much of this as I want, and I'll never become addicted. <laughs> um, it's Sean Mooney. He tosses to crush about crushing things and crush man, and uh, yeah, he's gonna crush things and people. Fuck you. Oh boy. Jimmy Hart and the Nasty Boys then have a promo about. Up, uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to have a, yeah, because you said oh boy, crushed. Like I mean, we talked about it. I dug him, but this is like lame, lame as hell. Now looking back at it. And I'm like oh, yeah. ashamed of myself for being like, yeah, crush. <laughs> Do you need to go in timeout because you were so, so disappointed in yourself? Yeah, I okay. Think so. um, then we get a promo with Jimmy Hart, yeah, baby, and the Nasty Boys. They're talking about being the de- the best tag team in WWF, and they're going to go against the LOD, the Natural Disasters, and High Energy. You better watch out. All right. Cool. We go to a commercial and we come back and it's Sergeant Slaughter making his way out, waving the American flag. I forgot he made up for his mistakes around this time or prior to this, right? I believe it was uh, in the fall of 91, okay. late 91, when okay. when he uh, he split from General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa um, and turned babyface. Yeah, I think it was around that time. So he's been well established as a good guy for for quite some time. Good, good. Yeah, um, he's going against Red Taylor here. Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon comment about the Mountie steam. Um, they're talking his about his dilly. Yeah, I'm. He says he's not the Mountie. I'm the Mountie. And Mr. Perfect kind of sings it. I don't know. We get a picture-in-picture promo though with the Mountie talking about having the mother of all battles and those are the words of Saddam Hussein says Vince okay thanks for calling out Saddam yeah, they're still, Hussein they're, they're still bringing up the, the, I mean, the, the war's over I mean come yeah, on but the, the, the weirdest thing is like the Mountie was talking about having Sergeant Slaughter as a hostage and then he's trying to be this turncoat and he's a, a fucking Canadian Mountie like, dude, <laughs> come on. That's so lame. Like, they're going to be, like, extremists. All right. So, here, we're, you just brought the Mountie up. Um, when Justin and Dennis and I filmed the uh, Canadian Stampede watch party, um, the, at the end, there was the scene where Austin got handcuffed and attacked by the Hart family and he came, he, he left and did the double bird. And so, um, I was curious if those cops were actually Mounties. Okay. Uh, and, and my brother wasn't sure either. And he goes, well, if in America, um, the police are categorized as Keystone cops, what are the cops in Canada, and so I refer to them as Molsons. <laughs> so, pretty good. So now, um, the Mountie, who always gets his man, if Patterson didn't get him first, um, he's going to be a Molson from now on here like on Marking it. Out the Day's Weekend Warrior. So we're I'm not the Molson. the Molson. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Very cool. <laughs> 
Um, just, did you ever drink Molson back in the day when you drank? Uh, yes, I, I actually I had it. I'm sorry, I had it once. Not a bad once beer. My t- Not a bad beer. I had it was like a Molson Triple X or something. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could have started one. my car with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a regular Molson is a little different. That's a good. That's a good uh, lager. I believe it's a lager. Okay. Um, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter and the Mountie still building this boring ass feud. Sergeant almost pins Red Taylor during this match, then picks his head up, pulls him up, and puts him in a Cobra clutch. It's over with a submission. <sighs> we get a disgusting preview of the WBF magazine. I sent the f- the the photo to the Facebook page. That's the one that says F. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought you were actually trying to build one of those, like, picture puzzles, like some of those Instagram accounts where you only show a part of a picture and then, it, you know, fill your timeline up and it's one big giant puzzle. That's what I thought you were doing. But, um, no, no, I was, I, just, I, we, we're, we're stuck with Gary Stridham, I guess, or no, that was, Mike Christian, that was Mike or Christian, the Iron Warrior, or and Dearth, Girth, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Uh, Vince talks about what's going on in the WBF magazine. He says, life after steroids. They they linger long after you've stopped. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not I, I, trying I'm to fighting avoid against a, the federal government yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, you're not trying to avoid a, 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 <laughs> an indictment. Jesus, Jesus. Christ, man. Yeah. How much cover-up we're seeing throughout these weeks. Oh, it's fucking brutal. It, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. Repo Man against Brian Costello. Okay. I hate Repo Man. We've talked about this. Mr. Perfect says, Repo Man showed up on a kid's bike, and uh, he had to repossess that bike. <laughs> like, what? Oh my he God. rode all the way. He rode his towns on a kid's fucking bicycle. Okay. Did it have, like, a bell and training <laughs> wheels, too? <laughs> Probably, like, the uh, the tassel. Fuck. Um, oh yeah, with a basket in the front. It was a huffy. So he could put so he, so he could put his tow rope. Yes. <laughs> uh, then we get a picture and picture promo of the crazy-eyed crackhead bulldog. He says, <laughs> Jesus. "Sorry, no, it's okay." Typo. Uh, he says it's time to come for the repo man, and it's about time. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to tie you up with your tow rope. Right. Exactly. Uh, Repo Man wins with a Time to go to obedience school, Repo Man. Thank you. Uh, Repo Man wins with a single leg Boston Crab. He ties up Costello and then drags him around the ring, as he usually does. Then we go to Sean Mooney in the event center talking about... A lot of stars trying to take the belt from the Intercontinental Champion, Bret the Hitman Hart. And no one has taken it more seriously than Bret the Hitman Hart. And he's not no, wrong. You're fucking right about that. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, he lives for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. And yeah. then Bret has a promo. He says, I can feel the heat and the stress. And Sean, I like the heat. I like the pressure. And I'm the best and the excellence of execution, and I will beat anybody, anywhere, and I'm not looking through rose-colored glasses. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. 
Yeah, that was, it's, yeah. It's intensifying between these guys. I like it. Yep, yeah. It's starting to build a little more, yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's almost like, dude, and uh, we talked about it before, because these guys get, like, set to have this epic feud, and then they have, like, a one-off match at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and then they fucking collide years later, you know? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, they collide another year later after he replaces Jerry um, in the one Survivor Series again where they connect at another Survivor Series. These guys have battled at three Survivor Series. Epic stuff. Um, yeah. You know something? Wild, um, wild twist. You want you want to see some, some hidden gems from Brett and Sean? You go on the network. They have a collection of Brett versus Sean matches. You know, their rivalry <laughs> dating back to, like, when it was Rocker's Heart Foundation. And there is a cage match, I want to say, from, like, 1993. Yep. Brett and Sean in the big blue cage. Yep. Uh, um, some really cool stuff. J- Jimmy and I watched that um, together. We, oh, didn't, yeah? we didn't record it. Um, we just, like... One day we were hanging out after we recorded and we were like, you want to watch that match? Because we had never seen it like it had just came on that week. We were like, fuck, mm-hmm. we need to watch it because we had just started Hulkamania is dead. We we're like, oh, man. OK, oh, it was great. It's good to watch like for the first time with somebody who's just like yep. as much as a fan, you know? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't the epic match. I mean, we should do the series because we are going to do spoiler alert. Everybody, we're going to do a bonus episode and it's going to be incongruent with the timeline that we're doing here at Marking Out the Days. Dave, you want to tell them about it? Yeah, we're going to at some point um, in the next uh, month or two, uh, depending on schedules, we're going to be filming and recording a uh, a special watch party of the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels ladder match from July of 1992. Uh, most people think Sean and Razor were the first ladder match in the WWF, but it was actually Brett and Sean um, at a live event, a Coliseum home video exclusive uh, event in uh, ba- it was either Portland or Bangor, Maine. Uh, the match took place, and it was an intercontinental title ladder match. So we're going to watch that on WWE Network as a bonus show here on Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a quick match, and it, like I said, like the cage match and that match, they could be compiled, and then there's a singles yep. match that they have between it's like Shawn Michaels from the Rockers and Brett from the Hart Foundation in like eighty nine or ninety, I want to say. Um, yeah, I think I yeah I think I've seen that one too. Man, another one that's great. Um, yeah, just I, I want to go through that series. Like of their encounters, because I think they tell a story. It's almost like Japanese wrestling where they they grew throughout. They probably worked a lot of dates that we never saw, because I know around this time. We've talked about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart running the house show circuit for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, They're testing it out. And that's when they came up with the ladder gimmick again. Um, well, the, yeah, the ladder match was the ladder match was really constructed and put together in Calgary. Correct, uh, Stampede Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, years, Brent and Dynamite. Years that. Oh yeah, Brent and Dynamite had some had some ladder matches in Stampede. Um, Sylvester Ritter, aka the Junkyard Dog, and Jake the Snake yep. had a, yep. a pretty memorable ladder match in Stampede Wrestling. So, yep. 
Um, Brett took the concept from Daddy and brought it to the WWF. Yeah, and somebody he knew he could work well with, Sean. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and I, I just can't... We need to go through that because I think these guys, okay. like I said, I think throughout, they're great storytellers. Um, and that's what makes them memorable and legendary wrestlers. Um, yep. So we, we should watch those matches because... They're all different in their dynamics. Um, I yeah. would love to do that with you. So, yeah. Absolutely. We'll make it work. Cool. All we'll right. make it happen. Yeah, but like I said, we are going to do that uh, ladder match first. So, we'll do that one, and then everybody can catch up with us after that. Uh, moving on with this episode of WWF Superstars, we go to um, Rick the Model Martell. And he is a trendsetter with his feather for the last two months now. Weak. It's the same fucking promo over and over again. He's biting off that right side Fred, like you said. Yeah, yeah. This, this chicken feather that I stole from Buffalo Breath Tatanka. Yeah, I wear it now and everybody in France, they wear it and they just want to be like me, the model. I'm just the model. Very and good, I, Rick. Uh, down. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, I just I I I you know I, I exude the arrogance and uh, you know I, I there's no there's no way that that you know uh, that 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 casino casino boy Tatanka is going to take my arrogance away from me. <laughs> uh, we go to a commercial and back with Crush coming down, going against the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, Vince questions Mr. Perfect about Larry the Axe Henning and how he feels about Mr. Perfect being the way he is, being around uh, Father's Day at the time this was. Uh, We go to the podium with Mean Gene, and his guest is Shawn Michaels, out with Sherry Martell in a mirror, says Vince. Look at the mirror. Mirror. Um, anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't you think that's a little vain? Says Mean Gene to Sherry. Don't you think that's a little vain? Sherry is holding the mirror. And uh, Sean says. Is that not the hottest thing you've ever laid your eyes on? And don't you know what else I see? I see the next IC champion. And that's him. Um, that's a pretty solid promo. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, they do the up the leg and butt view of Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so, yeah. w- let me cut you off here for a moment because um, I have a unbelievable, sensational Sherry story to tell you. Thank you. Um. I recently went and saw Jake the Snake Roberts live show, yes, his comedy did. show. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, it was unbelievable. It was tremendous. Um, I didn't have high hopes going into it. I figured it was just going to be like a Q&A and he'd answer questions and he'd tell stories on the you know time on the road. But he is the definition of a storyteller. Okay. And he was able to take his experiences from his his years in wrestling and being on the road and able to tell a story in a way that you know 
he I didn't expect to, him to be as funny as he was, and he and he. He, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm telling you right now, it was a cheap show too. I paid like 20 bucks a ticket. Wow! Or actually, I didn't pay. My wife did because it was a Father's Day gift, and okay. she came with me. And how long um, was it? It was only about an hour, but God damn, I wish she or maybe an hour and a half. I should say. I'm okay. sorry, maybe like an hour and a half. But it, it was. I, I mean, I could have heard him talk for hours, hours on it. Um, nice guy too. Very friendly, polite. To the fans, he was joking around uh, when he took a picture of me and my wife. He said that I was grabbing his ass, and um, <laughs> he was just, you know, he, he was he was flirting with the girls. You know, he's a dirty old man, so you know, I expected it. But um, it's all right. anyhow, uh, did, yeah. did he talk like that? <laughs> yeah. um, when I spoke with him, when when I met him in the meet and greet line, um, he he leaned into me to answer my question. So maybe he's. He knows that because of his raspy voice that um, he needs to either speak clearly or speak closer to people. Because I asked him a question nice you, about uh, I, I asked him a question about um, uh, his his run in WCW and why it was so short. And he said he quit because he hated Bill Watts nah. and he couldn't work for Bill Watts. Wow. Um, and we'll 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 cover <laughs> his run. Um, on this show on Weekend Warriors um, yes, we in the will. very near future. Yes, we will. What a crazy uh, time yeah, for he... 1992, too. We get like Jake the Snake and WCW, uh, Sid yeah. back and forth with WCW and oh, yeah. WWF, Vader and WCW. I mean, just a fucking crazy time. Uh, Ric yeah. Flair and WWF bouncing back. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. It's, it's it's a wild time in 1992. People don't really. Rick Rude. You know, it's, they, they, Ricky yeah. Steamboat. It's, um, oh, yeah. I can go on and on. Yeah, but um, so Jake told Jake tells a story that when he first got into the business, he was refereeing at some in some some spot show in like Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the promoter was. Um, and he tells the story that he was um, he was he was he was refereeing on the card, and he also had to set up and break down the ring. And when he was in the locker room, some of the wrestlers were you know, talking to each other and saying like, holy cow, who's this Fox that's sitting in the front row? This, this gorgeous woman. And Jake was enamored by her. And it turns out it was Sherry. Oh, wow. And, um, so Jake tells the story where he, he, <laughs> he told this, he, he prefaced it by saying, and I should have mentioned this. He prefaced it by saying, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I, I met Sherry when she was, and he like did like a cough, like sixteen years old. Like he coughed it <laughs> while I was eighteen, and you kind of knew where the story was going to go after uh, that. Okay. So anyhow, he, so he tells the story that at the end of the night he's breaking down the ring, and the building's pretty much empty, and Sherry is still in the building, and she goes up to him and she introduces herself, and Jake can't believe that she's talking to him, and she was. Jake says that. Um, she was pretty forward because she told him, um, what are you doing tonight? And he was like, uh, I got to, you know, go to the next town. And he says, um, you know, I'm breaking down the ring. And she goes, well, I'd like to hang out with you. Would you like to come back to my place? Um, and he was like, me? And she goes, yeah, you. And so Jake then uh, tells a story um, where he gets in. And here's the thing. Jake was very graphic. With everything, he must have said the f word like every other word. Okay, and WWE was there filming for the network. Oh, nice. So I don't know what kind of footage they're going to be using with f bomb this and you know you know mother f that. And I mean, okay. he was 
Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. So anyhow, Jake says that she goes, Sherry didn't waste any time. I got in the house, she closed the door, she started jerking me off. And then <laughs> we get into the bed. Yeah, he yeah, and he like does like the hand motion of like the jerking off. And like my wife looks over at me and she's just like, Oh my god, I'm like and I am I'm, I'm cracking up because you know, I'm I'm a fucking pervert. I'm dirty as shit. So, you know, I mean you can ask my wife, she'll tell you I'm a fucking dirt ball when it comes to sex. And um like most guys are, but anyhow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so I'm, I'm cracking up. My wife thought it was funny, but she like like I said, she looked over at me and was just like, "What the hell?" So Jake says that Sherry jerked him off. Then they go into the bedroom. He starts doing his business. He's having a great old time, and he's plowing away. And all of a sudden, he hears a noise at the door, and he goes, "What's that?" And Sherry goes, "Oh, that's my husband." <laughs> and she said it in this like very relaxed tone. And he was like, "You're what?" She goes, "Yeah, it's my husband. He, he just got home." And she was, and he goes, you trying to get me killed, bitch? We could have done this at my fucking hotel room. You brought me back here so I can get killed. So he's like looking for like a weapon in the bedroom to find so that he could like beat this guy up because he's afraid that like the guy's going to barge in the room, but there's nothing in the bedroom. There's no window for him to climb out of. So he's like, you stupid bitch, you set me up. And he's like freaking out. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you the truth. It's fine. Everything's fine. Just go out there and, and, and introduce yourself. So Jake puts his clothes on, he goes out in the living room, and he sees two men dressed up in uh, evening gowns, sitting on the couch, fooling around. And so then Jake tells us that Sherry married young, and she married this old guy who had some money, and the guy liked to play dress up and fool around with other guys, so... (laughs) He let Sherry do whatever she wanted. And then Jake says, so for the next 10 years, I still ke- I st- I kept fucking Sherry. <laughs> he goes, but Sherry, Sherry, he goes, Sherry loved her sex. Sherry loved her sex. So she made see. you work for her sex. She made you work for her pussy. He goes, it was a fight. He goes, I'm not kidding you. I'm not bullshitting you. It was move the furniture, roll up your sleeves. She wanted to fight you. He goes, that bitch cracked a few of my ribs just so I could get that some of that pussy. He goes, after 10 years, I had enough. I couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't worth it. I'd get I'd bruises, knots on my head. She'd beat the shit out of you. She made you work for that pussy. And yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. I'm telling you right now, man. Anybody listening? He said she was fucking nuts. He said, I'm telling you right now, anybody that's listening, if you've never seen Jake the Snake Roberts live, you go out of your way. It's inexpensive. It's fun. It's the, oh, it was, it, it was, it was, I went and saw Pritchard and Bischoff a few months back. And I had a great time at that show, but this show was better. Jake, he, he, he pulled no punches. It was awesome. awesome so that's stuff. my sensational Sherry yeah, story. That, um, now, let's, they, let's continue because we've really said. here of her, and she was yummy, and she always was, um, like we oh, talked yeah. about. And Jake just proved it right there, which I thought she would be. But uh, maybe I could, uh, I mean, I'm not like domestic violence all so like, but... Uh, I could be a dominator if she wanted like a Farouk or something like, damn. Uh, But I like how they did later in this angle uh, for the promo through the mirror of Shawn Michaels, uh, where she was holding it. The camera panned in on the mirror and it had the reflection of Shawn Michaels talking through the mic. Yeah, it was awesome. You have that. Yeah, the camera uh, shot was. Yeah, it was pretty cool. This episode. 
Um, yeah, it's a good, good little angle there. Um, and Sean says, I'll be looking at my reflection in this shiny new Intercontinental Championship I'll be holding. Wow. Um, mean even checks out Sherry after she walks away. And you see him like look at her and he like winks his eyes and he smiles and looks at the camera. Uh, like, he's Damn, a fucking dirty old fuck. man too. He probably Dude, wanted but, to get yeah, some of that like, sex from Sherry. She, Jake probably she told him a few she stories. Is, uh, yeah, you saw Bailey this week in the jeans. Yeah, she got a fucking dumper I mean, on her. I didn't we, realize that, that either. I mean, yeah, Mulhole and I, we've talked about that for a while. Um, <laughs> but uh, this week I like sent them all the, like I was watching it like post after they did it on the, the show. Like I watch a DVR version. Yeah. So I fast forward and I was like, holy shit. I was like watching that segment. That segment was actually good. Um, the whole segment itself. Um, but I also was highlighted by the booty. Anyhow. Yes. Bailey is today's Sherry. Um, underrated. Then we go to Miami, Florida. Say hello to Razor Ramon. Check out my ride, man. It's a <laughs> Cadillac, man. Custom made for Razor. You know, man. 90 miles away. They living like pigs. They live in squalor. People telling me what to do. No one tells Razor what to do. I'm coming to the WWF and no one will top me. No one will tell Razor what to do. R.F. Razor Ramon. Wow. He's coming. Impressive. Yeah. Not his promo, your promo. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, He's coming like... He's coming like... This is the second or third week we've seen promos from him? Uh, I believe it's the second. Wow. Yeah. These are epic, though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Great stuff. Definitely. And it's, it's the character is coming along, and he will be debuting soon, I think. Uh, we'll see. We go to Dwayne the Gill in the ring, uh, and his opponent is The Undertaker. With Paul Bear. And Mr. Perfect says, Razor looks like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, because you guys were a tag team in AWA. And they were tag team champs. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, Undertaker crushes Dwayne, gives him a tombstone, and Gilberg hangs on to the tombstone and doesn't get his neck broken like Goldberg. So, uh, yeah, just letting you know. Did you watch that match? I finally did. And uh, I'll tell you. This one was better, right? um, (laughs) What's that? This one was better. This match with with, with Dwayne the Gill? Gilberg against Undertaker was better than Goldberg against Undertaker. Well, it wasn't as long, that's for sure. Well, yeah, but I think. Super super slow down. In my opinion, Gilbert uh, versus Undertaker was better than Goldberg versus Undertaker. Okay. <laughs> uh, Paul brings out the body bag, and they neatly put Dwayne in the bag. 
and we go to a commercial and come back and Shawn Michaels has left the building and people are like who cares I love that stuff yeah, you see one guy <laughs> in the front row like who cares yeah I love it thought that was funny in the ring Rock Werner and Butler Stevens what a pair of names um, out to go against the WWF Tag Team Champions Money Inc. with Jimmy Hart baby uh, then they have a picture-in-picture picture promo about their favorite dollar bills. They're running down like who's on the dollar bills. Yeah, whatever. Uh, power slam, huge clothesline. You know the deal. One, two, three, Money Inc. over. Then we go to Sean Mooney in the event center. He tosses to high energy. And uh, <laughs> hey, you know what, fat boys? You nasty boys, says uh, Owen Hart. Uh, we're going to the top. Oh, Owen, don't go that high. Uh, high energy. Uh, that's what the world is talking about. High energy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Thanks again, Coco <laughs> Beware. It's his birthday, dude. You have to respect him. Also, I forgot. We skipped a fucking birthday last week. We need to celebrate it right now. Who? Virgil. Uh, Soul Train Jones, that was his birthday? Yeah, June 13th, I believe. Papa Shango? Yeah, yeah man. You got to want it, man. The meat sauce, man. Fuck money. Ugh. Uh, anyhow, yeah, fuck money, yeah. Tatanka <laughs> talks about his ancestors leaving in peace. Oh, I'm sorry. Tatanka talks about his ancestors living in peace for hundreds of years and then there were those of the past who didn't respect us, like white people or Vince's, Vince's dad. Uh, I've crossed types with many of those people, like Rick Martell. Okay. Next week, Tatanka, Kamala, British Bulldog, Nails, and that fuck money Virgil, and more Razor Ramon on WWF Superstars. Wow, that was a, that addition. A packed and loaded edition, but a, a pretty good one. Yeah, it, it, that that one flew by for sure. Yes, definitely. We we had a lot of uh, segues in between, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was a good time. Just a few. Let's go to six oh five Saturday night, WCW. Um, what'd you think about this one ahead of time? Just kind of getting your thoughts. Um. I mean, it, it was it, it's a long haul. I've been I've been really biased towards um, the WCW shows because I feel like there's been um, more exciting matchups and the less of the enhancement talent matchups than superstars, and it's made those shows feel more important. Yeah, definitely, and. Um the WCW Saturday night um, doesn't like fail to hold up as they go to the 45 minute uh, run here, which I enjoyed. Yeah. And I think, I think they yes. kind of stick this way for a little bit. Right. Um, I'm not um, sure. We'll see. Not next week. Oh. oh, We'll see. No, not next week. I know that for okay. sure. Well, we start off with dusty, 
and that's Dusty Rhodes, everybody, and Jim Ross talking about, let's get it on. Let's go on with it. And Dusty's uh, talking about the hyped-up new WCW. They are uh, hyped-up, if you will. Yeah. That's right, baby. Mm-hmm. And the first matchup... Ludicamura. Yes. <laughs> he gone, everybody. No, he hasn't died yet. Has he? No. Nope, that's 96. Okay. You already trying to put the motherfucker in no, the grave? Jesus. Damn. Dusty Nikita! Um, first up is Johnny B. Bad out to face Richard Morton. Cool. Yeah. Johnny has a promo picture in picture, actually, for WCW. This is cool that they're getting into that mode. Um, they did a little in, in past episodes, but not as, not yeah, as much. Yeah, not as frequent. Um, he's saying he didn't sit down. He didn't get down on the dick. Uh, He's a b- or he didn't sit down to pee on the yeah, toilet. I don't know. Yeah, he's a bad man. Anyhow, yeah, I love Dusty on commentary though. He says, "Ole Anderson taking care of Law and Order." Okay, because Ole Anderson is the referee, senior referee. He was reassigned, handpicked yeah. by Bill Watts because he's gonna hook him up. Yep. Um. Then Johnny blocks a roll-up, and Ricky runs into a left hook from Johnny B. Bad. And one, two, three, that's it. Sad state to be Ricky Morton at this time. Ricky Morton went, you know, these last few episodes, he's been pretty much an enhancement guy. R.I.P. During this time period in WCW, man, that's fucking sad. We go to a commercial and back. And we have the Steiner brothers out to face Bob Cook and John Peterson. I love how Rick Steiner has numbers all over a singlet. Kind of foreshadowing like Scott's mathematician skills in the future. You know? Well, Rick must have also been the one to help Scott study for his math exams in school growing Rick, up. Rick, you got... All he had to do is just stand... Three, stand 33 and one third chance of passing his chest. But you're half the fucking mathematician that I am. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, huge Frankenstein. I'll tell you this much, though. Just a little sidebar here regarding Steiner and his abilities to count. Those two, I've heard stories that they they invested their money very wisely in their careers. I wouldn't say they were cheapskates, but... Um, Rick Steiner is the head of a school board in Ackworth, Georgia, but he also developed um, uh, commercial real estate, and they own a bunch of commercial real estate. Same thing with Scott, too, and Scott also owns a fucking Shoney's in, in Atlanta, yeah. um, a Shoney's restaurant in Atlanta, Rick so they've, was, they've, they've, they've done well with themselves with their money. At one point. I believe so, yeah. Um, yeah, just, a, yep. just... Well, I mean, you take... You take one third of your winnings and then you put it away and then one third over time with 5% or 11% interest or whatever you do, you know, over time, and then you invest into this and like, Scott Steiner would probably do it a lot better. But, oh yeah. 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 Leave it to him. I mean, maybe Rick showed him all the math, math and then, uh, he just took it over from there. 
but I thought it was funny that he had all the numbers all over his singlet. Um, yeah, huge Frankensteiner, one, two, three. The Steiners get the victory. And they're going to face Steve Williams and Terry Gordy in one hour. Huh? What? What the fuck? That's the pay-per-view that's coming up, folks. Uh, they cut a promo on them after with Dusty saying, uh, It's live. It's color. Let's go away from this right now. Like, let's cut to a commercial. Get away from me. Okay. Uh, we go to Cactus Jack out to face Scott Allen. Double arm DDT and Cactus Jack wins the match. He throws him on the concrete and then takes a huge elbow drop off the outside buckle to the floor. Wow. What a, what a, what a yeah. incident here. Yeah, I thought this was a, a nice touch to put him on this show. Like we said, it's an hour before Beach Blast and um, just kind of like one last second, like ditch effort to like get the people to um, believe that he had a chance of beating Sting. So he was like, you know, displaying like his most violent side of himself. Um, I thought that was I thought that was the an interesting take. Yeah, I liked it, too. Um, we go to WCW Magazine with Eric Bischoff. That's going... Uh, he's going down the card of Beat Blast, the pay-per-view that you just mentioned. Um, yeah, yep. that'll be going on in one hour. So this is interesting to have a show right before your uh, actual pay-per-view, but whatever, they did it nicely. It's not a bad show, right? But it's weird to have the guys have like a match here and then later in the pay-per-view. It doesn't make sense like that, you know. Yeah, it is a little strange. Two different locations, yeah. Uh, then they re- then they recap the crate spot with Cactus Jack um where he goes to hit his head on the crate and falls and smashes his face into the platform. And then again, yeah, they recap that. Um, <laughs> then we get the promo with Sting, and yeah, he's ready for the match with Cactus Jack, the Falls Count Anywhere match on the Gulf Coast, and he's he's ready. That's it. Yeah, Sting. Woo. Woo. Yep. Yeah. Um, then Eric talks about Nikita being offered a spot in the Dangerous Alliance. What? I don't remember that. Uh, we go to a recap of Nikita saying he wants no part of the Dangerous Alliance or Medusa, but he does want a shot at the U.S. title and Rick Rude. Okay. Uh, that's cool, but I don't remember that. I guess that's on their other shows. Because they have so many hours of wrestling right now. You know what's interesting about this show, um, and I was thinking about this when I was when I was looking at the the, the notes and, and recapping. Um, there's a lot of wrestling going on in a several day span. So you have Saturday night, then you have the pay per view that same mm-hmm. night. Then Sunday you have WCW mm-hmm. main event. Then Monday is the Clash mm-hmm. of Champions. You had all these things going on back to back to back to back to back. 
at times watching this episode, it was hard to keep track of what you wanted or or what to really pay attention to and focus on because there were so many different shows that they were running in a like a three or four day span. It was crazy. It seems like what WWE is, is now, you know? Oh God, um, yeah. WCW was really doing this at the time. They were like, we got this. Yep. Clash of the Champions, folks. Um, then we're going to be live on pay-per-view. Then stick around for WCW Worldwide. You might want to watch uh, WCW Saturday Night. Um, and then as well as WCW Prime Time or Pro Hour or whatever. Pro. Pro, yeah. It was like Power Hour or yeah. Pro. And then there was Main Event. And, you know, there was a, there was a, it was crazy. But there was so much going on. It was just like. And it, the weird thing, too, is that they were also promoting the Great American Bash, and Beach Bus hadn't even happened mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. You know? It was, it was it was wild, man. It was really was. It really was wild. I was just, I was kind of fascinated, but also confused at the same time why all this shit was going on in such a close, you know, proximity of each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Eric runs down all the matches that are going to happen real soon on pay-per-view. Folks, call your local cable provider. Wow. That that was a different time, you know. Yes, talk about sure. that. Yep. Like you had to call your cable provider to get your you know your WWE or I mean your WWF or your WCW or any type of like what else would they host on pay per view at the time, you know? Porno. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Hey, paper. It's funny because pay per view evolved. Like very quickly in a number of years. So it used to be you call your cable company, you tell them you want to order this pay per view, and then you have to go to the cable company office and pick up the box. Uh You get the box, you watch the show on the box. The box is active for however long um, you ordered the show for. So if it was a pay per view, you ordered the pay per view, you watched it, it was available on that box when you hooked it up. When the show was over and they rolled credits, that box shut off, and you and and you went to go return it the next yeah, and day. Yeah, I think that's what they're and then, referencing now, right? And and then it evolved to the point where there were pay per view channels right. on your box that you had to a call number. a number, and then you would there would be like an extra number attached to that phone number for the movie or the event that you wanted yep. to watch. And then it became digital where you just ordered it off your remote. You didn't even need to fucking yep. talk to anybody what anymore. A time. Is it, we that, went through those times. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy how, how it evolved. Um, we tossed back to ringside, and it's Scott Allen still out here getting paid. And uh, some jobbers and some refs are tending to him. Dusty says... He may have some crack ribs. And uh, speaking of crack ribs, daddy, where the fuck is catering? Um, commercial, <laughs> and we come back, and it's Jim Ross and Dusty who just devoured a plate of ribs. Uh, they recap WCW worldwide. Uh, things can change this quick. Uh, we got Barry Wyndham versus Steve Austin. Mid-match from Worldwide. They recap. Uh, They crack heads and the ref counts, but um, a foot is on the rope. And Wyndham sets up Austin for a superplex. And Paul Lee 
dangerously is in the ring. He distracts the referee. Steve Austin grabs the belt and the fans go crazy. He hits Wyndham in the face with it and backs into the ref, then pins him. One, two, three. We have a new TV champion. Nice. Steve Austin wins it again. Yeah. Um, I like how they kind of like, you know, cut into um, the match and they didn't show the whole thing. They just showed the finish. Um, the the continued um, rivalry with the Dangerous Alliance and certain guys like Barry Windham or Nikita and stuff. Um, definitely uh, top billing for WCW at this mm-hmm. time. And some good stuff. Solid. There's continuity. Um, the, the the matches you didn't get you didn't get tired seeing these guys wrestle each other because they were damn good matches each time. You didn't get bored. Absolutely. And like you said, this is on a different wrestling program though, uh, so you got to keep up in the time of 1992, and that that's hard. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, life isn't oh, yeah. centered around TV that much. I mean, it is. That's where you sit no. down, but you're not. I don't know. I mean, maybe as a kid you had times to watch these um, during the weekends if there were Saturdays and Sundays. Um, But, yeah. Uh, Back to Jim and Dusty. And this Monday, Clash of the Champions. And we're talking about Dustin. And uh, him going to be in the tag team tournament coming up. Cool? Cool. So... Dusty and Dustin. Maybe. Yeah. The, um, the, the, shit, I just lost my train of thought. You'll have to edit that one out. Sorry. My bad. Uh, the Clash of the Champions. We talk about Dustin and, uh, talk about the tag team tournament coming up. So, yeah. Uh, we go to Lance. Yeah, I've, I've, I feel like with with the tag team tournament, they've they've hyped it up and hyped it up and hyped it up, and kind of getting the same same spiel each and every week, you know, from from all these teams. Like it's now it's to a point where like, all right, we get it. Like when's it gonna when's it gonna go down? Like it needs to go down soon. You know what I mean? Because I was getting tired of these uh, Bischoff Lance Russell. Um, hyping up the tag team tournament as much as i like the sports feel to it it got to a point for me where i was like all right like when's it gonna go down definitely um like like they said monday clash of the champions and there's a lot of wrestling coming up uh we go to a commercial and we come back it's dusty with arn anderson and questions must be answered you were always a uh, bridesmaid and never a bride. Are you coming for Sting? And Arn says he's forced to. And he's going to do something for himself. And uh, he can beat anybody that goes in the air. He'll put him down on the mat. And anybody who bleeds, uh, he can beat. So... Yeah, Arn Anderson. Coming first thing. We'll see. When is that going to happen? Yeah. Um, 
we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We were like, oh, when's Arn going to go after Sting? He mentioned Sting, and then he went for the TV title instead. But it looks like now we're back on that track. He's going to want a piece of Sting. So we'll see how that plays mm-hmm. out. Then we toss to the ring with Gary Michael Capetto, wrestling fan. Wrestling fan. The main event from Seattle, Washington, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Senior referee, Ole Anderson. And his opponent, the Z-Man, Tom Zink. Okay, kids love Tom Zink. The (sighs) Z-Man. Greg. You main event with Z-Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, Well, this is like definitely a pre-show, you know, to the pay-per-view. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I They're take that back. Everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause, um, yeah. Okay. Unless right, these guys it, have other matches on the pay-per-view. It's like, why the fuck have... Well, Valentine did wrestle Bagwell oh, on that pay-per-view. Yeah, see? I, I don't like stuff yeah. like that. I don't like this, where it's like... Yeah. It, it's not congruent. Anyhow, uh, Terry Taylor, the tailor-made man, comes out for commentary. He talks trash about his opponent next. You mean the dollar store Ted DiBiase? uh, Ted DiBiase was actually the tailor-made man originally in Mid-South. Then we get the the million-dollar man gimmick, which was remade uh, in the WWF. And then we get the tailor-made man, uh, Terry Taylor. Wow, it's just a ripoff of a ripoff. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh. Yeah, the yeah, more yeah, you know. yeah. He talks <laughs> trash about his opponent next week, uh, about Dustin Runnels, and he shouldn't have tried to be a wrestler like his daddy. Okay, all right, okay. Greg the Hammer Valentine wins with a big old hammer to the back of the neck, and it's a long, boring match. Yuck. Uh, then we go to Dusty Rhodes. And Jim Ross and Jim asks Dusty about the situation with Dustin Runnels and uh, Terry Taylor next week. And Dusty has a weird promo about being tied up and stuff. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm tied up and uh, I don't know too much, but Dustin will tear his ass up. Okay. Thanks, Dusty. (laughs) Weird. Just not, just not so okay coherent but uh that was it for wcw it was a quick one it it really breezed by uh way faster than wwf if you will don't don't you agree yep um the 45 minute episode of wcw condensed is really good because you get a lot of good wrestling like long matches um rather than all this promo filler stuff that just goes nowhere they're spinning their wheels in wwf right now um, you got the the brewing feuds with Sean and Brett. I mean, the, the, they're cool. It's a slow burn. I get it, but uh, we we at least need to see more detailed matches. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the enhancement matches can only take you so far, and you're cycling in guys in and out. Um, you know, top names, and it's getting to a point where like you kind of want to see like you want to see some real action. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Um, 
And maybe we will, maybe we won't. We will see as the weeks go on with marking out the days. Dave, what do you think for this week? Who won? Um, you know, after going through this recap and this review, I'm going to have to give it to... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I think has been consistent, and that's Saturday night. Um, yeah, I it's mean, unfortunate because superstars I like, didn't yeah, do anything for I me. WWF was the shit back in the days, and it, it, I'm like reminded now going back. I'm like, man, WCW was really good. Yeah, exactly. It, it was very underrated. '92 does not treat WCW very kindly or I should say the history of WCW 1992 does not is not treated very kindly but looking back on it watching these shows like damn that's some pretty exciting wrestling mm-hmm. absolutely and they have like they have congruent like continued storylines on like and they have like a couple hours a week Dave rather than WWF oh god like, I know, you know I, I don't know what WWF still has at this time going on i mean they had they have prime um, time i believe in 92 92 they had um superstars they had wrestling challenge i still think they had all american wrestling on sunday mornings on usa and i and primetime wrestling okay, that's a lot but i what are they doing yeah uh, maybe we're not seeing it on superstars uh, maybe it's not the show. Yeah, I don't know. During this time yeah. period, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's decent. Um, but we don't see anything yep. updated from other shows like they do on WCW. Um, no. So, uh, all in all, I will say I agree with you. WCW, the better show this week. And leading the pack, or leading the war, if you will, right now. Um destroying wwf seven to one yeah with one tie um running away with it for christ's sakes yeah we shall see as the weeks go on uh we got until december dave i'm excited to uh run this down with you every week you want to let everybody know where they can find you again on kicking out at two and then we shall sign off Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. We got the top 10 wedlocked re- uh, uh, wrestling countdown covering wrestling weddings this week. And next week we will bring bringing you Brett the Hitman Hart from the My Favorites collection as Justin makes his march to the altar uh, with this uh, these wedding theme type shows the next few weeks. Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. Our Twitter handles at kicking out two. Links to archive shows there as well as the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network over on Podbean. That is all I have for you for kicking out at two. Yes, indeed. And you can always find Facebook over. You can always find Retromania over on Facebook at Retromania with a W. Finding us on Twitter at Retromania Pod. Or write to us at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on any podcast app by searching Retromania with the W. Folks, we will follow up with you next week as we run down the date of June 27th for Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors edition. I'm Kobe Nida, and that is Dave Rosenbluth. We will catch you 
next week. <laughs>